Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nosebleeds podcast. I was K N O W S Bleeds because we sit up in the nosebleeds because we broke, but we know what we're talking about. It's your girl B. I'm here with my guy. It's your boy. Yo, what up, y'all? It's Kush Barik. It is a lovely Wednesday evening, and we are here to deliver you the latest and greatest of what's going on in the professional sports world. Yeah, sports. So, I think we should get started with what's going on right now. That is probably bigger, the biggest news, NBA playoffs. Mm, my favorite time of the year. Yeah. So, I mean... Who does? I love every playoff season for every sport. For sure. It's so fun. For sure. Yeah, because there's so many things that happen that you don't think happen. The drama, the injuries, like all kinds of stuff happen. And I love to see the underdog come on top unless they come on top of a te- my team. But <laughs> <laughs> that's obvi- But yeah, that's a whole other thing. Unfortunately, the my team didn't make it to the playoffs. So I'm very neutral throughout this whole thing. So let's get started. Let's kind of go through each series, talk about it a little bit. Let's do it. Let's talk about Nets and the Sixers. Yeah, um, the Sixers have not impressed me that much throughout this series. The Brooklyn Nets have, on the other hand. Uh, It's a 1-1 right now. Nets took game one in Philadelphia, but the Sixers retaliated and in game two dropped 51 points in the third quarter. They just went off. My prediction for this is the Sixers in six. I agree. I think this, well, I think the Sixers can do it in five, but they need to get it together because I think they very, they underestimated the Brooklyn Nets. I think everyone always underestimates the Brooklyn Nets, but yeah, I mean, they really can't be doing that, especially in playoffs because anything could happen. And moving on to Magic and Raptors. Magic Raptors, uh, again, another kind of like weird series. The Magic took game one, partly because Kyle Lowry, this arguably the second best player on the Raptors, scored zero points in game one. Uh, but the Raptors did bounce back in game two, and Kawhi Leonard dropped 37 points. So he's not trying to lose, obviously. Uh, I have Raptors in five. I think Magic might have just got lucky in the first game, but uh, I got Raptors in five. I'm on board with that. Now let's move on to a real crazy series. Well, maybe not real crazy, but pretty crazy. Clippers and the Warriors. Clip City, Chip City, baby. Let's calm down with Clip City. Let's let's, let's stop all that. Hey, man, give it to us. <laughs> we, we came back down 31 no, no, points. No, no. I'm like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the Clippers. I, th- I, I think they were going to be good, and I also do want them to beat the Warriors, but I predict that they're not going to actually beat the Warriors this series, but they're going to put up a fight. Yeah. Um, I'm on board with that. But, yeah, because especially since DeMarcus Cousins did go down, he, uh, if you guys didn't hear, he tore his left, left quadricep. Left quadricep. And he will not be back for the playoffs. There was some speculation of whether he'd be back for the NBA Finals, but they said no. They're just shutting him down. He did not need surgery, though, so that's good news for DeMarcus Cousins. Um, but back to this series, the Clippers, they've just been doing this this entire season. Like, no quit to their game, complete heart, but they just weren't really that relevant on the national level. But now that they're in the playoffs, you know, they're kind of showing the world and that they have the best bench, best bench duo in Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams. Um, so 
I love the fight that they're showing, but unfortunately, it's against the Warriors, so I don't see them winning. I think, I, I think the Clippers could steal maybe one more game. So I would say Warriors in six. Well, I mean, Clippers are gonna be in LA, so I mean, it's not like a super far travel or anything, but. Honestly, from when I went to the Clippers Warriors game, it's more of a home game for the Warriors than it is for the Clippers. <laughs> it's sad, but that that's really how it is. Like Warrior fans, all the bandwagoners, and then you know the Clippers don't really have that great of a fan base. And people repping, well, yeah, I mean because everyone was a Laker fan. Yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone was born and brought up Laker fan. I mean, like if if the Lakers continue to not make the playoffs and continue not to be that great, I think this next generation of sports fans may come towards the Clippers. It's possible. Maybe. I mean, I was one of those Laker fans. I, I bleed golden purple baby. But, no, yeah, I've always thought Clippers have kind of just always been like a little laugh. But, and they also share the same stadium as the Lakers. So I think, well, the Clippers are supposed to move soon. So I think, I think if they move to Inglewood like they're supposed to, I think it'll probably help them and for their fan base because then they can have like, you know, marketing and all that type of stuff. But, We'll see. We are not marketing majors, so let's move on. (laughs) Okay, so Spurs and the Nuggets. Spurs-Nuggets was my series to watch this, this, or sorry, my most underrated series to watch. Um, Spurs did steal game one in Denver. Nuggets came back. Actually, the Spurs were up 18 points in game two in Denver again, but just had a complete breakdown, and Jamal Murray for... The Nuggets scored 24 points in the fourth quarter, balled out, showed that he can potentially be a star in this league. So this is going to be, honestly, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Nuggets in seven. I think it's going to be a seven game series. Okay. And I think it's going to be like a grit and grind type series, like both teams going back and forth, back and forth, like close game. Mm-hmm. type stuff and those, those are the best games to watch especially playoffs games like that's for that's sure. the best that's what that's what the playoffs are all about mm-hmm. okay moving on to pacers and the celtics pacers celtics uh i think celtics are gonna win the whole i think they're gonna definitely take the series but they're not doing anything super yeah it, exactly this, I, i'm gonna say celtics in six but the celtics just aren't impressing me um they're I playing think they could do it in five it, it's possible. It is It is possible. If they can actually play, like, how everybody expects the Celtics to play, like, Kyrie's not doing anything. Or Kyrie's, like, somewhat of the only person, the only one doing something. Hayward isn't doing that much. Jason Tatum's not doing that much. And then, plus, this Indiana team doesn't have Victor Oladipo. So, I got Celtics in six. And this one surprised me. OKC and Trailblazers. Yeah. I originally thought OKC was going to win, but... Kind of got to change my prediction, especially the way Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum have been playing. They've been falling out of their minds. Westbrook's being doing Westbrook playoff stuff, going five for twenty, and Paul George is kind of nursing a shoulder injury. So that is not your ideal playoff picture, as if you're that's your team. That's not like the ideal thing you want to see. Yeah, for sure. But if you're a Trailblazers fan, this is ideal. Oh hell yeah! So. Okay, so moving on to the Bucks and the Pistons. I don't think we should. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even say Trailblazers in six. Actually, Trailblazers in seven. I think I think the, the Thunders might rally back, but it just. I think I think OKC can take the series, but they got to get it going like so what yesterday. Do you so what do you have? OKC in seven? Or what? I'm going to say OKC in six. Interesting. 
I, w- I think I think they could do it because I mean now they're like, oh shit, you know, like I feel that's their position right now, like oh shit, like we gotta could get be. it together. So that's what I think the mindset that they're gonna have. I'm not there. I'm not inside their heads. I don't know what they're thinking. So, but that's my prediction. Playoff P. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, back to before I was rudely interrupted. Pistons and the Bucks. Uh, do we got do we got to like intensely talk about this? Bucks, nah, right? But Bucks and four. Four. Pistons don't have Blake Griffin for this series, so mm-hmm. basically, without Blake Griffin, they're a bo- bottom dwelling team in the NBA. So why are they even there? Honestly, I don't know. So. Honestly, because Blake Griffin had a career year, yeah, and he, he he carried them to the playoffs. But typical Blake Griffin getting injured in the playoffs. So his back. Well, his back was hurting from carrying the team. Right. I mean, it's gonna happen. My back would break too. Right. Uh, Bucks and four. Definitely. Um, okay, Rock Jazz and the Rockets. This was my series to watch in uh, in the playoffs. Uh, I think Rockets in five or six. I mean, even though I don't, my prediction isn't going to like game seven or something like that. I just I think it's gonna be a good fun series to watch with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and James Harden, Chris Paul, Capella. Like, I think it's gonna be a fun series to watch. James Harden for MVP. I have them taking it in either four or five. Wow, four. Mm-hmm. He's going to take out the brooms? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all on that Fear the Beard bandwagon, baby. All on it. I'm all Salt over Lake it. City's a hard city to play in, though, so I think those fans can rally That's back. Well, well, we'll see. I think they could take a game or two. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be – it's a really good playoff picture this year, I think, because there's a lot of things that are kind of happened that you didn't expect, and that's always the best, especially as sports fans. And for us, it gives us a little more to talk about, so that's also nice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of more to talk about, um, I think – I mean, we can briefly mention this. Um, like everyone probably predicted, Luke Walton is no longer the head coach of the Lakers. He's gone. He's going to be coaching the Sacramento Kings, and Lakers are looking for a new head coach. Um, they were looking into they were they have a few options right now they're looking into but because of the whole LeBron factor mm-hmm. that's how they kind of have make their decisions based off of it and I think you said this to me or I don't remember if you told me on the podcast or if you told me like just later but I think but you said that this whole by having LeBron on your team is like a it's a kind of a bad thing because of the whole LeBron factor yeah because of the fact that he just kind of takes over. Actually, I'm wrong. You didn't tell me this. I'm giving you the wrong credit. My best friend Elise did. Shout out Elise. She told me that this. Well, she also is a LeBron hater, but just like it's Brandy, not wrong. Just like Brandy. I'm not a LeBron hater. You were a LeBron hater. Listen, I before he came to the Lakers. Well, okay. Listen, I wasn't a LeBron hater. I was when it became a Kobe LeBron argument. Kobe all the way. That doesn't. <laughs> but that doesn't make me a LeBron hater. Oh man. Okay. okay, we're not going to get into yeah, that right that, now. That, we're not going to get into that right that's now. That's for a different but, podcast. Yeah, a different time. Um, anyways, but yeah, having LeBron on your team, it just kind of hinders it because then it becomes all about him and that's whatever he wants. And then he could be a brat and not even join, like, team, like, um, when they take timeouts and they talk to the team or whatever. He wasn't even in that. Like, And it's, he's a professional athlete. Like, he's should be respectful of that and his coaches, and he definitely wasn't of Luke Walton. So I feel like whoever they pick for the Lakers, the Lakers front office has to think, oh, well, who's LeBron going to listen to? Oh, you know? For sure. So that's, um, that kind of sucks. I well, feel like we're watching the Lakers unravel before our eyes. Well, the Lakers fucked up in the first place by hiring who they hired in the front office. And oh, obviously yeah. you can tell because Magic Johnson is no longer a part of the Lakers. He said, bye, I'm done. Left. 
right, he said, he said, oh, Dodgers are playing well, starting seven and two. Let me go to the Dodgers. So like, you know go. what? Dodgers just started. And then, um, what, and then what happened to the Dodgers? They're not seven and two anymore. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into we'll get into baseball a little later, but um, yeah, the whole LeBron factor, I think. I think just the way this team was built was not built around LeBron's play style. And, like, if you look in Cleveland, they surrounded him with shooters. They, like, blew up the team at trade deadline to get shooters around him. And Magic Johnson was like, you know what? Forget the shooters. I'm going to surround him with playmakers, which makes no sense because he needs shooters. So he's the ultimate playmaker. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I think Ty Lu is I, – I, my prediction is Ty Lue is going to be the Lakers' head coach. Actually, they're – it was reported today the Lakers are not considering him because of his relationship with LeBron. Interesting. Yeah. So. So who, Monty? It's going to be Monty Williams, assistant coach for the Sixers. I don't know about him. Honestly, I like Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is my like outside of Ty Lue. I thought I thought they would hire him because of his relationship with LeBron, but plot twist. That's why they aren't going to, or maybe they will. But it was reported today. It's rumored that. So does that mean Rob Palenka is going to be gone soon? <laughs> I hope so. I <sighs> See, my thing with that is I think Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson, having both of them were, wasn't good, having one of them would be. And I think they got – and I think Magic Johnson was the one you didn't want because I just feel like Magic Johnson didn't really have that, like, GM slash president of operation mindset. He was too much of, like, a player. Like, and that's why he got – that's why he got too much, like – tampering fines and stuff like that because he didn't know what in, to say and what not to say exactly like and he would just run his mouth mm-hmm. he's like one of those it's like um i mean he wasn't coaching but what i'm saying is like he's one of those players where some players are so good that they can't really teach or can't really show other people how to like mm-hmm. act like they do because it's to them it's natural and that's for sure him but <laughs> he's like uh <laughs> i thought it was so funny though the press conference he just said um bye Seriously. He said peace. And the, the crazy part is that he didn't even tell Jeannie Buss. No. And if I was her, I'd be pissed. Like, I get it. Like, if he, I mean, he knew his excuse was, oh, well, she was going to try to convince me out of it. That's why I don't want to tell her. So, but still, like, have, I mean, he should have had that respect. I mean, I don't think she was super butthurt about it. I personally would be, but I'm, I get butthurt over a lot. But, <laughs> but I think it, I, he should have at least told her. Yeah. Like, of course, he didn't have to go public with it. They don't go public with a lot of things. Yeah, but, but that kind of just shows that like Magic Johnson is so easily persuaded that he doesn't have that GM mentality mm-mm. because if the owner can t- first of all, first of all, before I even go any further, the Lakers will not be a contending team until Genie Bus sells the team. That is my, I think I think she has to sell the team before the Lakers become the Lakers franchise that it's known to be. Um, I just think the she has not been making great executive decisions with who she's hiring because she's the one that tried to save Luke Walton. Mag Johnson wanted Luke Walton gone, but Jeannie Buss was like, no, Luke's staying with us. So, I mean, I think Luke was, everybody knows Luke, like what he was dealt kind of was like a bad hand. Like, mm. like yeah. yeah, people are like, oh, we have, Le- he has LeBron. Like he should have won or he should have put people around him to win. Well, he wasn't, he was just given players. And like you said, he was given a bunch of playmakers when he needed shooters. That's not his fault that the front office decided to make decisions. And I also, people think that, I mean, I disagreed with some of the rotations that he did put out, especially in the fourth beginning of the fourth quarters. But I think at the Luke, end of the day, I think Luke Walton, like, I think he will succeed with the Kings. Oh, I don't You don't know. think so? Honestly, I think he will. I, I, in my personal opinion, is I don't think Luke Walton should be a head coach at all. He was gifted with that with that Warriors team when Steve Kerr had his back surgery and all that stuff. Right. And Luke Walton became the interim head coach before... Steve Kerr came back and they had like that historical start to the season. 
But I think he was literally just gifted that. I don't think he really earned it. Because who, who were the Warriors really competing with that season? That's there was true. nobody. It was LeBron and, like, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. And, like, I don't know. I just, there was no real, like, that great of competition, at, like, in the NBA that there is today. Like, what was it, two, three years later? Three years later. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think he was kind of gifted that whole situation, which the Lakers kind of saw like, oh, you know, what? he did that with them. Maybe he could do something like that with us. And I, I'm actually really surprised he got a head coaching job so fast uh, right after him and the Lakers parted ways. I'm, I mean, he was, I mean, he wasn't Lakers. So, I mean, he has all those connections and like, you don't know, it's all about who you know. But I think that this will be a true test. I think he will succeed with the Kings, and it'll also be a true test for his coaching style to see how he works. Because let's just say if he builds up the Kings or, like, coaches them up at least, you know, they're going to be a pretty good team. But he has to do that. Yep. All right. We'll be right back after this short word from our sponsors. Metal Militia is here to showcase the diversity of hard rock and heavy metal. Get ready for classic rock favorites, new music, and subgenres. Make sure to check out Metal Militia, hosted by Jason Martinez, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Yeah. All right, welcome back. So um, before we move on completely from basketball, we got to talk a little bit about the uh, WNBA. Uh, Brianna Stewart, MVP, she tore her Achilles yeah. playing overseas. That's the crazy part is that she was playing overseas in the offseason after winning MVP, like, that's crazy. It's honestly heartbreaking, and it goes to show, first of all, why was she playing overseas? Because the WNBA doesn't make the, – she doesn't get enough money from the WNBA. She was an MVP, and she still has to go play overseas to make money. Now, I understand, you know, and WNBA does not bring in as much marketing. Like, they don't get as many promos or blah, blah, blah. People don't go to the games. Well, y'all need to start going to the games because <laughs> they're actually like, will one game kill you? Brandy, no. ha- Brandy, how many games have you got to? Let's be honest. I watch them on TV as I'm waiting. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but I do watch them like when they come on TV, like if it's on. But I don't flip the channel to something else like most people do. But um, it's, it's, it's just not entertaining. To be honest. Like not a knock against them and their skills. Like I'm not knocking any of them. They, they'll probably ball my ass out. Oh, uh, 100%. Yes. Ball your ass out. For sure. I'm not knocking that at all. It's not entertaining. You have NBA where guys are dunking, guys are doing windmills, yada, yada, yada. Like, <laughs> do you know what happened last year in the All-Star game, the WNBA All-Star game? They had, they, they tipped off the ball, and the girl, one of the players, ran the wrong way and was about to score a basket in the wrong side. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, come on, like. This is, again, this is so not you're a, saying that wasn't entertaining? <laughs> kidding. Oh, it, it, <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Okay, but back to the point where she's an amazing player, tore her Achilles playing overseas, and she's MVP. Like, at least if you're MVP of a professional league, like, that's just, it's honestly a shame. It is. It, it, it's very sad, and that's what sucks is that they have to go make their money playing elsewhere in the off season. Um, so Actually, I'm very, very, very surprised that their contract doesn't even have, like, you can't, do anything like i know nfl like you can't go dirt biking you can't go paintballing you can't do like certain stuff like that in the off season just because it's like a part of your contract you can't do any like extreme kind of sports like anything to risk you getting injured so i'm surprised in the wnba contract they don't have anything saying like you can't play like in a different league in the off season well it's probably like that because they know they have to make money and if they're not playing basketball what are they doing nothing because they've been playing basketball their whole lives i don't know yeah 
So moving on, well, okay, well, actually, before we start getting into baseball, let's touch briefly on the NFL. Now, Russell Wilson and his record-breaking contract. So Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson have reached an agreement on a four-year, $140 million extension that includes a $65 million signing bonus, and this makes him the highest-played player in the NFL. Yeah, he balling. Yeah, and this is from ESPN's Adam Schefter. Um, and this was reported yesterday morning, and there's also a no-trade clause. He won. So basically, if you want money, just threaten the organization. Because he literally threatened them, saying, if y'all don't pay me by tonight, I'm not re-signing with you guys. Yeah. That's what he told the Seahawks, and they paid him. They're like, oh, shit. But he, So he's now the, mo- the highest-paid NFL player in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Um, broke Aaron Rodgers' record, breaking contract. Uh, he's making, I believe, what is it, $35 million a year. Mm-hmm. Well-deserved. What yeah. He may not be the best quarterback in the league, but what he's done for that franchise and that organization and the QB that he is, it's, it's well-deserving. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks would have been stupid if they didn't sign him, and that's probably what he was thinking, sitting there like, man, they'll be really stupid if they don't re-sign me. I'll leave. I don't care. And I think that's good because it just shows, like, another example of kind of, like, NFL players especially taking a handle on their own destiny and their own life and everything because, I mean, in the past we all know, like, they kind of are ran, but they are ran by the NFL because the NFL is, well, the NFL. But I think it's good that he just, he's like, you know, he set a deadline. And I think what a lot of fans think is, like, if, let's just say he didn't sign it, the fans would have been like, oh, my God, like, you know, where's the loyalty, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, because a lot of players do get shit for that. But it's like, at the end of the day, they got to get paid. This is their livelihood. Honestly, so, I'm, I'm pretty surprised that he, he had the right to walk away, I think, because that this what what Seattle Seahawks with their offense has become is such a run heavy offense. I think they've had the they had the most rush attempts last season um like the Baltimore Ravens, but like literally just run heavy offense, not a lot of passing. It's also because his offensive line is one of the worst in the league. Um after they won that Super Bowl, like they just broke apart their offensive line and then he doesn't really have any weapons. Doug Baldwin's been the only guy there for him. Jimmy Graham was there, didn't pan out. Um Tyler Lockett, like the the organization, the front office needs to build some weapons around him, give him some target, like good receivers, tight ends, um, and prob- and build yeah. that offensive line. Honestly, that offensive line is awful. So yeah, I mean that's probably why he threatened them because he's like, well, if they don't pay me, I'm just gonna leave. And he's like, but if they pay me, you know, for sure. And he he <laughs> you know he should, like he had every right to sit, threaten them because he what he's done for that franchise, like I said before. Oh yeah. Um, okay, and then, so, moving on, Demarius Thomas signs with the Patriots, former Denver Bronco. I think this is the first receiver they've had who's not a 5'7 white dude. <laughs> Look at them integrating. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, they're interracial. <laughs> no, but I like it. Demarius Thomas. I'm, it's kind of a skeptical signing because Demarius Thomas, obviously, towards the end of last season, tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. So... If he was healthy and, like, Demarius Thomas before, oh, my God, that'd be a great signing. But the thing also with Demarius Thomas is he has – he's very known for dropping balls, um, lots of them, too. I think he's led the league multiple, season in, multiple seasons in dropped balls. But when he's not dropping balls, he's a great job, great receiver, great tall red zone target, great downfield deep threat receiver as well. Um, so I, I like the signing. If he can come back – to the Demarius Thomas he was before he got injured, which is kind of 
going to kind of be hard to believe, especially after an Achilles injury. Um, great signing for the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an, another added weapon. And honestly, you don't even have need to have, like, amazing weapons around Tom Brady because Tom Brady can, is that quarterback who just makes you that much better. But he better not drop Tom Brady's balls. No, he won't because he'll be deflated. Oh, facts. <laughs> so speaking of the NFL, the 2019 schedule just dropped. Now, what is your game to watch? Kush, like, what's one game that, like, you're really excited about seeing? Did you look at the schedule? Yeah. I, I only saw, like, week one, and I saw, like, a couple games that were highlighted. Um, week one, Packers and Bears. I think that – actually, no. Actually, yeah, Packers and Bears. Um, that's going to be the opening game of the season, which I'm really surprised the Patriots aren't in it because usually the Super Bowl winning team is always in that Thursday night game. And they're not in this season. The Patriots will be playing on Sunday night. But for the in the entire season, my game to watch is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New England Patriots in Week 14. AFC rematch. And honestly, the past two years, that matchup of the Chiefs and Patriots, they've just been always back and forth, back and forth, like coming down to the wire, like last two minutes of the game, someone's scoring, and that's like the difference maker. So that's, that's all that's going to be my matchup for the uh for the season um well i mean i kind of glanced at it but the one game i'm really excited to see actually is the saints and the rams which is week two i think that's gonna be good i think i think that's gonna everyone's eyes are gonna be on that oh, yeah. i think they're gonna like see who the refs are before even oh, the matchups yeah. who's injured uh, who's do you think anything? they're gonna have the same refs as last time hell no <laughs> hell no oh. I'm, i won't be surprised if he was fired Honestly, um, that was bad. But literally, like, before the injury reports, all that stuff for fantasy football, people are going to be like, who are the refs? Who are the yeah, refs exactly. <laughs> well, now they have the rule where they can challenge a call, that the pass interference rule, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. So hopefully that is so, you know, it won't, what happened last time the uh, Rams and the Saints met, hopefully will not happen again because yeah. that was some bullshit. But, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting season. All right, guys, we're going to be back after this quick word from our sponsors then I thought well maybe the horse would run away and throw me into a bob wire fence and Rose would have to let me off then too or maybe a water moccasin would climb up in the buggy and fang me or but nothing like that happened a fella never gets lucky that way not when he really needs to oh hello I didn't hear you come in did you know that the average person spends more than a year and a half of their life trying to find something to listen to on the radio? Isn't that terrible? But luckily for you, you're above average. And so the good men and women of Cal State Fullerton Titan Radio have teamed up with me, Ted Hornick, for every Saturday afternoon's Be Here How, Dog Pig Rat, a collection of underfunded, unforgettable, and as of yet undiscovered tunes. Saturdays at 4, only on Cal State Fullerton Titan Radio. Ernst! Pink lemonade for me. All right, now let's have to talk about the sport that I am most excited about during the spring season, and that is baseball, MLB. So starting out, let's let's first, okay, let's just talk about the standings first. So the so right now, we'll start with the American League. So Tampa Bay, they are leading. The American League, the East American League, fourteen to four. 
Not not even are they leading it. They're They're five, smashing. No, they're five and a half games up from the second. Which is New York Yankees. Now, this is a complete turnaround from last year when they started off their season four and thirteen. Yeah. So I think I'm so happy for them. I'm just happy that someone else is winning besides the Yankees and the Red Sox. But they did just receive some bad news. Blake Snell will be on the injury list after he fractured his toe. So it's kind of, it's a re- really big loss for them. But, yeah, shout out to the Tampa Bay Rays who have been killing it and who haven't been killing it are their bottom dwellers of that division. Boston Red Sox. The World Series defending champs. I am so excited. Boston fans are shaking everywhere. I don't like Boston fans. That's a, so. that's a salty Dodger fan right there <laughs> if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I'm just salty in general. So, yeah, that's no news here. I think <laughs> they know by now. We've had, what, a few episodes? They, you can hear the saltiness. I am I exuberate sodium. Right. Now, it's, all that, it's all that Lucas she be having from all the micheladas she drinks. You drink micheladas? Duh. Shit's fire. So fire. So fire. Oh, it's the best. What do you put in yours? I put like soy sauce. What soy? Wait, yeah, what? it brings out. It like kind of like brings out like the flavor like in the beer. Like it makes really? it like, taste a little. Yeah, it's really good. Soy sauce. I just had like the plain Jane like michelada. I never did like anything bad. You live but in. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Golden Road has really good. They have this. Uh, they have a beer. It's like a mango beer with. The Wait, hold on, hold on. We're not, we're not sponsored by Golden Road. <laughs> we don't say their oh, name. Oh, yeah, we're not saying Golden Road, but we're saying there's, there's something that sounds, something that's, it's a, with the name that kind of sounds like Holden Toad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, I mean, if they would, if that specific brewery would look to sponsor us, I would be open to it. So would it. Yeah. You wouldn't? I said so would it. Oh, so would it. Oh, he would it. Okay. Gang, gang. Anyways, so. Back to sports. <laughs> but I don't buy Michelada's at Dollar Dodger Stadium because I'm not down to spend $22. They're $22? Yeah, they're really expensive. I mean, the beer's like 15 I will get Dodger Dogs, though. Moving on. Okay, uh, moving on. We're still in the American League Central. Cleveland leading by three games. They're up th- three games from Minnesota. Um, they're do- I didn't. This is kind of what I expected. Um, I. Yeah, I mean, this is actually, they're actually playing exactly as I predicted. So, good job. Um, the West of, well, actually, so Houston is considered in first right now, but Seattle has is one game up from them. Um, Houston just has a better uh, percentage for some reason. I'm not sure why that works out. I don't, I never really understood, like, the technicalities. Well, it's because it's they played that, that Jap- Japan series, so right. that's why they've played more games already this far, this far into the season. Right. So that's why they have more losses True. So that's that's the game difference. But the freaking Astros, they've what, 10 in a row? Mm-hmm. They're going off right now. And then also the freaking Mariners, which I said in our uh, MLB predictions, I said don't sleep on the Mariners because they went on that run after All-Star break last year. That's true. You never know. They just need to stay healthy. Yeah. Mitch Hanniger's, what, 20-game hitting streak mm-hmm. now, I believe? Yeah. So, yeah, he's been playing really well. Yeah, and then moving on to the National League, uh, Philly is in fir- is first in the East. Just like up I predicted. A couple games, yeah. Uh, up a couple games as well. The oh, the poor. Shout out to the New York Mets. They had a great start to the season. They did actually. Like like no one honestly. No one expected them to. Everyone, I definitely did not. Everyone thought they were going to be like one of the bottom dwelling teams. They were going to be the Mets, but yeah, you know what. 
I mean, there there is a lot of game in baseball though. So, but they're starting out really well, and I think how you start out a season. It's because they're is, pitching. Yeah. Their pitching is going off to Grom. Yeah, I mean that's well. why, I mean that's why Red Sox did. I think they did well last year because they had like they started out the season like seventeen two. Also with the Red Sox, I know for sure they're missing Craig Grimble. Oh yeah. Like for sure they're missing. Who is still a free agent? How I have no idea. How is a free agent still? But that's beyond me. We'll see. And then Central, Milwaukee in first. Surprise, surprise. Um, they're up two games from Pittsburgh, in front of Pittsburgh. Um, and we'll talk about my future husband, Christian Yelich, a little later and how well he's doing. How many future husbands do you have? Like three. Got it. Okay, well, I'm just honestly, I love, okay, I feel like my soulmate is Baker Mayfield, but he's ha- happily married or getting married with his wife. So if I do end up, like, if this does work out between me and him, I'd have to catch him, like, after their divorce. And then <laughs> I'm not wishing for a divorce, but if it happens, I will probably make myself available. And then let's see, I think it's Christian Yelich, and then it's a couple of other um, hip-hop artists, but yeah. And then in the West, we have Los Doyers in first place. They're only up one game against San Diego. But, I mean, they're only up one game in front of San Diego, 12-8. shout-out to the freaking San Diego Padres, everyone that was talking shit about Manny well, Machado. A, they were on a three-game losing, losing streak. But still... Yeah. They were still boy. What do you? You can't. You can't. Okay, three game losing streak. Yeah, but you can't knock against what they've done. I mean, recent. No, no, I'm not. But also, I mean, look Tatis, at their division. Tatis Junior. I mean, look who they have in. Well, yeah, but who, look who have they have in the division? Arizona, France, San Francisco, Colorado. Dodgers. <laughs> Dodgers are still ahead. Christian, or it's Christian. Cody Bellinger's. Cody Bellinger. Reagan. Oh yeah. So now let's move on to. I th- to a couple of the biggest playmakers uh, right now, especially in the NL- in the National League, Cody Bellinger. He's batting 433. He has 29 hits, nine home runs, and only 18 games so far. And he has 23 RBIs. He actually so yesterday in yesterday's game, he actually took a 96 mile an hour fastball to his knee. So Dave Roberts said today that they're just going to take him out and leave him out. Because I mean, what's the point? It's so early in the season. Um, his X-rays came back negative, so that's luckily nothing's broken, fractured. Like he's fine, but they're just gonna sit him out. Um, Justin Turner's also out with the Dodgers as well, um, but they're just gonna sit him out. So they might. I mean, those are two big bats in the lineup. So we might see something. Some people, go, um, you might see kind of go down a little bit, but I like I like I said, it's still super early in the season. And wait, hold on. For the Dodgers, can we talk about Jock Peterson? Oh yeah, who's been killing it? Um, I read some stat online. Jock Peterson is so underrated. For sure. But even, even, also, even by Dodgers fans, too. Like, no, for like, sure. Like, they're just like, they don't, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, but I saw some crazy, like, stat that every time he's a leadoff hitter, he's hitting a home run every 14.7 at-bats, which, if he were to maintain that, that would be the best in MLB history. Yeah. So, and I remember even, what was it? Was it last week where he had back-to-back home runs leading off, like, as a leadoff hitter? So, Jock Peterson's On Jackie Robinson Day. Yep. Yep. So, shout out to Jock Peterson. Yeah. No, he's extremely underrated. I think if he was on any other team, we, people would notice it more for sure. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's on a stacked Dodgers team. with. So, I think that's, I mean, yeah, that's what's going to happen if just a little. It's just because the Dodgers the have so many outfielders with Bellinger, yeah. Pollock. Well, um, for sure, yeah. And then Peterson, and then you have... Pollock uh, is balling out, too, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgers are Chris looking Taylor. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, now that Cody Bellinger's kind of... Well, now that he's going to sit out probably the next few games, 
Jacques will for sure be in the lineup, especially after he's been playing after last week on Jack, mm-hmm. like what he did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see him a little bit more in the lineup for sure this week, especially. Moving on to Christian Yelich, my husband. He, him, and Cody Bellinger are tied at nine home runs. He is hitting a 357 batting average. He has 25 hits and 25 RBIs. And yes, he played 18 games as well. He is balling out. I think he said in an interview earlier this year, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going off this year. And he is so far, so freaking good. If you're, if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, or sorry, not Arizona, St. Louis Cardinal fan. Sorry, I'm still on NFL mode. If you are a St. Louis Cardinals fan, you hate Christian Yelich because yeah. eight out of those nine home runs were hit against uh, against <laughs> the Cardinals. So it's like, just I don't know, it's just something in. But is it hard to hate Christian Yelich? No, it's not at all. It's not, dude. Dude, to be and the crazy thing was was when I when I was watching the Angel game the other night when Mike Trout robbed, yeah, Christian Yelich's home run. Crazy thing is, is the, it was like a slider down and away, like mm-hmm. out of the strike zone, and dude still had that much power, yeah, to hit it to center field. Um, it's unfortunate that Mike Trout is as good of a fielder as he is. Yeah, but yeah, yeah and in that game, uh, Christian Yelich, he saw him robbing. He was like smiling at him, like man, but he like tipped his hat to mm-hmm. him. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That that entire Brewers lineup, honestly, I think they could they can contend for the most power in the MLB with Jesus Aguilar, Ryan Braun, mm-hmm. Mike Mustakis, Christian Yelich. Who else? I disagree. Dodgers? Are you gonna say Dodgers? Dodgers and Houston. I actually think probably Dodgers or Houston. But the thing with the Dodgers is they're more inconsistent. But I'm talking about just raw power. I'm not talking about like just contact. Power? Yeah. No I'm saying, power. Okay. Yeah. Max Muncy, Jacques Peterson. I, st- I still give it to the Brewers. Mm. I'm not not like Dodgers and Astros, of course, right there. I think they. Yeah, I mean, I'm, well, that's what happened last year in playoffs. Like it was just power against power, power yeah. against power in that series, which was why I think would argue. I actually know the Rockies and the Dodgers. I, that was probably one of my favorite series of last year's postseason. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so anyways, and then so speaking of the Dodgers, let's talk about my boy Puig, who I miss with all my heart. Puig the Animal, I love you so much, and I miss you, but how awesome. So Kershaw's debut back, so the obvious Kershaw normally would start the game start the game of the season, but he didn't because of his injury, so now he's back, and his first debut game back at Dodger Stadium, Puig hits a home run off of Clayton Kershaw. And I thought that was awesome. I was so happy for Puig, but it, I, so it kind of sucked, like, watching the game. Um, a lot of fans were booing Puig, and I never understood why. I didn't under, I didn't get that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that either. I didn't get that. I was like, I mean, I mean, yeah, sure, he hit a home run off Clayton Kershaw, but <laughs> I saw a tweet that a fan, like, kind of tweeted after um, the Dodgers that put up, like, the video of Puig hitting it out of the park, and a fan, um, I don't know the handle, I uh, commented on it and said, <laughs> "Nice to see Clay, um, Clayton in playoff form." <laughs> the truth hurts. That the was so hurts. funny. Yeah. Now listen, Kershaw. We just need. We just need uh, the Dodgers need Kershaw. First of all, I mean, it doesn't even matter at this point if he chokes in the playoffs or not because everybody expects that, and he's probably going to do that anyways. But just to get them through this season, get them through this regular season. That's it. That's all they got to do. And then we'll that's see. What, what that's what he's been doing, and like. Yeah, that's I think what I'm now, saying. Now but, like, I'm saying, like, don't – he can't just stop, you know. He can't start choking in the season and playoffs. He has choked a lot of regular season games, but, yeah. You um, guys' rotation in bullpen is solid, though. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
we if we've said that the past two years and we have I mean you guys have got to the to the World Series, it's just yeah, you guys don't do shit when you guys get there. Facts. I mean honestly no, I was surprised that last year we even made it to the World Series. I did not expect that. First last of the two years ago against Houston, we I for sure thought we were gonna win. But yeah, so a lot of exciting things in sports right now. Super excited about this and just to let you guys know just before i close out the show we have instagram and twitter now so please go follow us on our socials to stay updated with anything new we have going on to stay updated on our um what day's releasing our podcast and everything so it's gonna be really exciting we could tweet with y'all uh, we have our own little logo. It's, it's super cute. Let me know if you guys want merch. Um, our <laughs> oh our Twitter handle. Our Twitter handle. To our, to our five listeners, let us know if you want merch. <laughs> hey, you never know. I know, right? But Hopefully. Anyways, our Twitter handle is at the underscore nosebleeds. That's K-N-O-W-S bleeds. Because why, Kush? Because we broke. But we know what we talk about. Yep, and then our Instagram is just the nosebleeds uh, spelled the same way. Y'all already know how to spell it. I'm not gonna redo it for you. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so so much for tuning in. Be sure to go back and watch our previous podcast. Um, the last one we did was with our good friend Ashling, um, and it was really funny because she's a funny gal. And we actually got to gang up on Kush, so that was also fun. So make sure you tune back into that. And also, one more thing, if you guys want to us to talk about anything you want if you have any predictions yourself we can do like a little read a tweet segment in our podcast yeah if you have any questions any bold predictions that we made that you may not like in your reasoning and maybe we can uh do a little arguing which i'm down for so let yeah. us know on our twitter our instagram topics i'm so down yeah. let us know but thanks for y'all for tuning in today and we out see you next week bye deuces